It's the final hour of the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Brought to you by Chris Nickel Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We want you to get involved right now on the Neuropathy Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072 or on the phone line at 918-879-1170. 753, the Blitz 1170. That's right. We are almost to that 8 o'clock hour. Bryce Sauls in the next room. I am Rick Corey here as we are going to be setting now for our Super Bowl. Got two weeks. Oh, it's going to be hard. <laughs> it really is. It's going to be hard. We get to the right now. We're all excited. And, you know, we had really exciting games and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh, we got to wait two weeks. And uh, this weekend we have that, uh, you yeah, Pro Bowl. You know, there was a time when the Pro Bowl was after the season and people actually went. They cared at least a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And then there was a time when, you know, guys would go because they got to go to Hawaii and they'd take their families. And a lot of times they would take coaches that they, you know, that were close to and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, they might leave at the half, (laughs) literally, and be on their way. They might be leaving on an airplane before the game's over. That's fine, too. But then we got to the point where just nobody cared and nobody wanted to play and right. nobody wanted to get hurt. And so now we have a skills competition, which that part can be kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then a flag football game, which, yeah. Anyway, so that's coming up. I think that was a good move. And we'll watch. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean. Just for, and again, you're, you're talking about like a time where the Pro Bowl know, like was after yeah. everything and everything. And I grew up probably, oh, once I started to kind of care more a little bit about NFL and everything, yeah, they were just in that in that Hawaii Bowl, scoring like seventy to sixty five mm, right. or something. I mean, it was just it was just kind of careless. So it's like, even though this isn't something that people are necessarily going to be like, oh, I just can't wait to watch that. It's nice that they just turned it into something different besides guys putting on pads and helmets for no reason, basically. You know, but okay, so the NBA, Major League Baseball, still have really fun All Star games, and and the NBA did a good job of shifting it to making it more competitive i think because when it was east to west mm. that was you know Ridiculous. just a it was just a track mm. it was just a, a, a track meeting um so i think that them's shifting it to having captains and mm-hmm. uh you get to draft your players and everything i think that really brought some competitiveness to it and it's still silly big scoring for the most part yeah. but it's been but it's still kind of fun yeah. and yeah they're not playing the of course, it's maybe it's a little easier in basketball mm-hmm. because it's such an individual sport anyway, if you will. And I know I know it's a team sport, but you don't get into that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a guy can go one-on-one, and people will clear out and let him do it and blah, oh, blah, yeah. blah. So that's got, it's still been entertaining. And Major League Baseball, the All-Star game is really kind of fun. I mean, I enjoyed the All-Star game. Yeah, and this past we, year was pretty cool. Yeah, and then, you know, I mean, the home run derby adds to it and all that kind of stuff. But it's different in the NFL. I mean, you, yes, you can get hurt in the NBA, and you can get hurt in Major League Baseball. It just isn't as common, and so if you imagine a lot of guys running around in the NFL on a game like that, you may end it with more guys hurt and with the amount of money on the line. You know, mm. it, it, they did. It makes they, sense. Unfortunately, they were playing it like an exhibition. Yeah, I look. I'm not going to do because again, I've said I'm not one of those guys. Well, in my day, it was so much better. <laughs> I don't believe that in the least bit. Mm. I believe it was different, and I believe because sure. I was there at that time, that might be what I prefer. But I absolutely understand that's not what everybody thinks. Yeah. And so I, I understand where we're going, and I and as a player, I get it too. If you're a guy who just signed a brand new, you know, you got a ten year deal for X number, and you got bonuses on the line and all that, you're gonna roll out there and, and you know and and go make the same plays. I mean, yeah, Ray Lewis would have, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's too bad that we still can't have a game of some kind. But I do see it. The skills competition, I kind of enjoy. I mean, here's what, if you want to really make it fun, in my opinion, let's don't make it a, all about football. 
Let's do kind of the old. You probably don't remember this. There was a show called Battle of the Network Stars. Yeah. You re, do you remember I, it? I don't. I don't like remember it, but I, seen I've, I've seen video right. and stuff. So Howard Cosell and some of the others would get involved, and they'd be the quote unquote announcers. Yeah. But they took people off TV shows and things like that, movies, TV shows, and that's why they called it networks, NBC, CBS, whatever. Mm. Uh, and, and they would take these people and they would put them in the most ridiculous positions, and they would have them perform. It was They were kind of sporting events, if you will. And sometimes it was just about you got to see Farrah Fawcett in really short shorts and a white T-shirt. There you go. <laughs> I mean, there's sometimes <laughs> that was literally what it was about. But then they would have them do silly things. So like, let's take NFL players and let's have them bowl or shoot yeah. free throws. Have, or, them, have them run the, wipe, the wipeout course or mm-hmm. something, you know? Let's let's have their wives run a 40. There you go. Uh, let's Let's have their kids play a pickup <laughs> basketball game. Mm-hmm. Let, let's let's have, make them have them make golf shots or mm-hmm. hit baseballs. You know, ten, oh you gosh. got ten pitches. How many can you hit out? Or, or you, you get points for hits. Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. And, and Steph and Patrick Mahomes are not allowed to join in the golf. By the way, correct. That just yeah. it just makes me feel worse. Yeah. When, or, when or, athletes can just do that, just just pick up a golf <laughs> club and it's like well, yeah, I, don't, I don't really golf okay. very often, and then get a hole in one. It's let's like, be realistic. They have time when they're not. I mean, look, they're all busy. They're all busy 24 7, 365, preparing for their sports. I get it. But they all also have time to have coaches and to go out and do that and get good at it. Mm -hmm. Now, some of them, yes, are just naturally gifted. But golf's not one you can just walk out and pick up a club and suddenly you're great. Yeah, and I think so, Kurt Curry has had some experience. So. Oh yeah, they they yeah, it's not like their first time out. They're not putt putters <laughs> who just happen to grab a driver. That's not happening. So I you I would like to still see that though. Yeah, and, and no no yeah. Aaron Rodgers please. Um, <laughs> but I'd like to see that. Now here's my question at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Which player? Would you most like to see to do something bizarre like that? Because I think that'd be funny as hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to take, say, I don't know, big. Let's let's pick a big offensive lineman, uh, and then have them stand and shoot twenty free throws, and they oh, may yeah. knock them all down. Let's get I Jason Kelsey out here and have him do everything. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah. just get Jason Kelsey and do everything. Yes. All right. So Jason, have a beer chug. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, right, that's right up his alley. I mean, yeah, honestly, you're going, well, that's stupid. Now, it, I'd watch. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Let's do something different, right? Let's do something a little bit different. Who, who can jump in and out of the suite, the box suite faster? You know what? You, you know? actually could build a little thing like that, yeah. you know, and how high he had to jump and who can make it back up there and then mm-hmm. put a couple of 350-pounders up there. So, all right, clear that. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Some of them could. Uh, at least we have that coming up next weekend. So, like it or not, there's a little something to do before we get there. All right, I mentioned uh, that the Taylor Swift, Tyler, uh, Travis Kelsey thing's not over. And we got a couple of texts, by the way. I'll get right back to that. Um, we'll get to uh, there are flights now from Kansas City that are numbered after Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So there are flights to Vegas that are flight uh, 1989, mm. her birth year and her biggest album, and apparently yeah. people say it's her best. I don't have a clue. But 1989, and then the return flight is flight 87. So they have themed the flights around Travis Kelsey, if you will, and Taylor Swift. Now, right now, they're just the flight numbers. Yeah. But you know something else is going to happen on that airplane. Whether they're going to play that music, whether they're going to have Chiefs highlights running, something else is going to happen. See, I would say that's cute and all, but why don't we make sure that like all the bolts on the wings are fastened and all, you know, because I've been hearing some horror stories <laughs> yeah. from uh well, recent airlines and well, you, so you remember Friday we had the story that 
it turns out that you know when Boeing did their checks and all the airlines, most of the door bolts were loose. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's like, why don't we focus a little bit on some other stuff first? Why don't yeah. We? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, they have uh, apparently mm-hmm. now. American Airlines CEO was it Friday or Saturday? Blasted Boeing and said they've been mm-hmm. under delivering for years, which is one uh-huh. of the reasons Airbus was making so many entries, you know, nationally or pardon me, internationally, with their airplanes being used by major airlines. Uh, I just thought, and to your point, yes, let's please bolt the doors on. I think that would be important first. Let's make sure the toilets flush. You know, let's make sure the landing gear is in good operating. So I'm I'm good with all that. However, yeah. as we're saying, we've even gotten to the point now where they're going to be theming flights to and from Vegas. So I, I got to think something else is going to be going on in those flights cool. too, like not just the numbers mm-hmm. that'll make them theme those ways. All right, nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. We uh, I asked you before we went to the break. Did, Gan, did Dan Campbell lose this game for the Detroit Lions? Now, I find it hard to believe that's a complete yes because he turned down the field goal on the fourth down from the 30-yard line. Mm-hmm. Now, A, field goals aren't automatic, A. Yeah. B, if you hit it and things continue to play out the way they are, it's a tie game. Now, I know what you're going to say. They missed it, and San Francisco went and scored. That's a 10-point swing. That's right. Mm-hmm. If he hits the field goal, it, the field goal didn't happen. That's a ten point swing. It's a huge momentum thing too. So I get all that. But did he cost his team right there? He has been that way all year. He has gone for it. He did it earlier in this game, and that one just didn't pay off. Now it was not a in my great in my focus again not a great play call. Not that I think it's necessarily a bad decision. I know what he was trying to do, and I don't know if in that moment. If you do something out of character for you, which would be not go for it, because that's really been his thing this year, (laughs) does your team go, oh, and I don't mean front of mind, I mean back of mind. Does that change anything? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just wondering as we talk about this, because we got a text here from Jeremy at 918-262-5072 that said Campbell for sure blew it, which I thought a lot of people think. Playoff football is just different. You could feel momentum swinging, and when on the road, you need to do whatever possible to push back on that momentum and points. Even field goals would have done that. You were leading. So, I mean, that's a good It's a good point because, yes, playoff football is different. Yeah. And you could feel that. I mean, at you know, when, you make, when they make the run, you could feel it. Obviously, you could feel it. And then Detroit wasn't running the ball. You saw Spagnola continue to make adjustments and moves and doing things differently, which I really thought he would do earlier. But he didn't in the first half. Detroit was able to run for, what was it, 135, 137 in the first half, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then something like 39 or 59 in the second half. So they did make nice adjustments, and you did feel things changing. You had that opportunity. I know what he's thinking. Look, we can't not pass We can't pass this up. We, we really need the seven. I, I heard somebody say, one of the announcers I said, I, I think said early on, you know, somebody asked him about, going for two and that kind of thing uh, before the game, you know, mm-hmm. or, or or not going for two. Maybe it was fourth downs or going for twos. And they basically said, look, it's a race to 30. This game's uh, a race yeah. to 30. Threes aren't going to win. Mm-hmm. And it it was. <laughs> it, it, exactly. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. Now, to your point, threes aren't going to win. Well, they're going to give you a chance to win, though, as mm-hmm. sometimes is the case. Uh, some others, 918-262-5072. Mark Knuckles. <laughs> This is more about <laughs> Taylor Swift. Well, hell, 
let's just get players, girlfriends, and wives and put them in the booths and sing songs and have a merry old time. Call me old school, but I just want a good football game. Thanks. <laughs> Mark? I feel you, brother. I do. Yeah. I just want a good game too. But it's just uh, you know the other girlfriends don't look or sound like Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, some of them may look like that, mm-hmm. uh, but don't sound like Taylor Swift. I, I know where you're going, Mark. I get it. I understand it. But it is what it is. Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. So did Can- Dan Campbell blow it? I, I don't think he did. I think it was um, again. It was a part of what we usually expect with Dan Campbell. Um, you know, you don't know what the 49ers are going to end up doing on that drive with how, with how, with how, uh, um, like with, with how in charge they were on that following drive. I get that they were in better field position, but to be able to just march down the field like that, I mean, they, they could really get anything they wanted in that second half. And so to put it all on Dan Campbell, you look at their offense, I mean, it just kind of fell apart. And you had mm-hmm. situations like Josh Reynolds. You know, just oh, yeah. really hurting them. Yep. Um, so it was definitely a group effort to collapse, uh, especially that quickly. Um, and again, you brought up the in one of the updates with uh, Brandon Ayuk and his catch. Yep. That was right off the face mask of a Lions defensive back. So th- there were uh, many different issues that caused such a quick collapse. You can't just immediately go back to Dan Campbell and say, he stayed in character, you know, again, for what he normally does. And this is not the time to do that. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We can yeah. always look back now and say it was a bad decision. I don't know what analytics said. I quite honestly want to vomit when I hear the word analytics nowadays. I understand it's not going away. I understand it's part of what we do, and I understand it's important. Mm-hmm. But I also believe the feel of a football coach and the moment, which we've heard other coaches say, look, I know what the analytics say. We've heard Mike Gundy say that. I know what the analytics say, but yeah. I'm going to go with my gut. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to, I'm going to consider it. And nowadays, as soon as we get into any situation, the first thing announcers say is, well, the analytics here. I, I saw some people post like pictures of Mike Gundy, like grinning, you know, after that play, because that would be a Mike Gundy thing, right? Mm-hmm. To be like, let's take the points. Let's, let's make it a new ball game, you know? Yep. So. Yep. And, and, and you know, it, because, and I, and I agree with what Jeremy said mm-hmm. at that point, it's a momentum thing. Just slow that momentum. And we can't be Nostradamus and look and say, well, if you hit that field goal and you kick off, the Chiefs might not go score. Well, they might not. And then they might, too. Yeah. You can't predict that. However, the momentum in the miss, or pardon me, in the not getting the fourth, the momentum in that, you're not getting the first down, and that that adds to what Kansas City is doing and feeling, which you don't really need to add to Mahomes in the playoffs (laughs) to begin with. You give that cat another chance, and he's going to roast you. What you were talking about earlier, um, just kind of an idea that you were alluding to, were you, were you saying that if there's a possibility that if Dan Campbell kicks it, like players could feel um, in the back of their minds that, you know, he's kind of have his tail tucked between his legs, like mm-hmm. he doesn't really believe in our team? Do you think that that could have been a possibility? Well, I don't think the, I don't think any of them would ever believe he doesn't believe in them because Dan Campbell mm-hmm. he's, clearly he's, he's does. shown it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly does. However, with it not even being front of mind, there is something, I think, in the collective psyche about this is what we've been doing all year, and now we didn't. Now, I think Mm -hmm. at the same time, because of, you know, these guys being football players all their lives, they do understand here's a chance to get even, you know, or here's a chance to, to, to take a bigger lead. Either way, you're thinking to yourself, this in football sense would make sense. In our season, it's not how we played, and I don't know how it played to their psyche. I'm just saying I wonder if it did.
Because if your coach is traditionally a very aggressive riverboat gambler, and then on a play he normally would do that, you don't. Even if you can believe and make sense out of, here's why this happened, I don't know that it doesn't stick in there somewhere. Yeah. And I can help but be taken back by that a little bit. Yeah, well, I don't know that, and I don't believe for a second that, that any of it's going to be forethought. I just wonder, and I mm-hmm. maybe that's wrong. I'm just saying I wonder because having, you know, it's been a long time since I played anything mm-hmm. competitively. I get it. But I do remember, completely remember, because you're like us, guys, women say this all the time. My wife at least says it to me all the time. How can you remember that? Because I remember almost every play of every game I ever played in. Yeah. And I can bring it up and tell you my most painful memories and my happiest memories like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, if, if a young lady was a softball player, a volleyball player, a gymnast, whatever, I bet they can too. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know why those moments stick with us when we're young. I don't. If you were the first chair at the flute in band, I guarantee you can remember those marches and when you went out and when you had a really good performance and when you didn't. I know you could. I, I just have oh, a yeah. feeling you can. Mm-hmm. And I know guys can do the same thing. So I, I just know in there is all that stored knowledge, built up stuff that you've done all your life and all your career. And as a part of that, the team you're on now, if it if it's different. I think it has an effect, and maybe I'm wrong. But I think at that point, more than anything else, you just needed to stop the bleeding. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I found it here. You know, Detroit allowed rush for 34 yards in the second half, 34 yards in the second half, after just absolutely stunning San Francisco with their running game in the first half. Spagnolo adjusted, mm-hmm. and they were able to put more bodies on the side where the Lions especially were doing an awful lot of quote-unquote unbalanced. They weren't calling it that because they had a, you know, a, a guy come in and report as – uh, eligible as a tight end, you know, wearing a 60s number or 50s, if it's, 50, it's 53 or 63, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kept bullying them at the point of attack, and Frisco adjusted, and, and Detroit didn't do it as much. And then you saw that running game really kind of die off, and that running game, which was biting off 10 and 11 yards, was actually the key to that whole thing. It wasn't Jared Goff the key to that. It was the running game that was the key to that. You know, that, and then they made a couple of really big, important plays, and then suddenly in the second half it all changed. And, it, and to me there, personally, if that's me, I'm kicking the field goal. But that's mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I'm not Dan Campbell, and I haven't been coaching <laughs> him that way all year. He got him there. And, the, and, and his belief in the way those guys came along got him there. So I have a real hard time just saying they're wrong, but I do believe it was an absolute key and a changer when it came to the overall momentum of the game. Yeah, I, I, I can I can completely understand that part. Um because it's just, I think it's just, again, it's by committee with the way that collapse went and how quickly it went, uh, how quickly the lead dissipated mm-hmm. from 24 to 10 or 24 to 7, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just crazy. Yeah, and you wonder, too, you know, in the back of their minds at the same time, and I know there's a lot of that, and I'm asking a lot of those questions, do they look over there and go, well, that's the Niners? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. But that's Christian McCaffrey. That's mm-hmm. Debo Samuel's. You know, that's Fred Warner. That's Chase yeah. Young. And you Kittle know, wasn't even really that, doing that much, right. right? You know, that's Sosa. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's everybody that we've seen and what I don't, I don't know that that's the case. I don't think so. I don't think yeah. they have that. They don't have the same mojo that Mahomes does where sure. you look over and realize, oh, I, oh that's Patrick. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't no, think. No matter what. Exactly. He's just, again, yeah. he's inevitable. That's, that's, yes, the, that's, yes. the, that's the way that I thought about the Chiefs. <laughs> he's yesterday. Thanos. Yeah, it's just <laughs> no matter what. No matter what you your read, expectations are. You just made a great you just made a great meme. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes as Thanos. I am yeah. inevitable. That is him. Six that, that is 
Brilliant, Bryce. We, we need to get after that. He did it completely by accident. 813 <laughs> on the Blitz 1170. It's all, all the good things happening. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. He's Bryce, the genius Hulse. I am Rick Corey here in the other room. We'd like you to text at 918-262-5072. 918-262-5072. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. I want to get more into football. Do you believe Dan Campbell made a mistake? Do you believe those things make a huge difference? Do you believe that was the momentum swing, or are we missing something? I mean, Iuke's catch in my opinion, changed the game. Uh, but I think Campbell's decision had a lot to do with it. 918-262-5072, right here on The Blitz. The Blitz text line is always open. 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on The Blitz 1170 and streaming on The Blitz 1170 app. Tomorrow night, the Oklahoma State Cowboys will be at Allen Fieldhouse to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. The Cowboys are coming off of their first conference victory on Saturday as they beat the West Virginia Mountaineers 70-66 to on Remember, on Remember the 10 Day. True freshman big Brandon Garrison had 20 points, and transfer guard Javon Small had a double-double, 15 points, and 12 rebounds. The Oklahoma Sooners are also making a trip to the Sunflower State as they'll be in Manhattan to take on Kansas State. The Sooners are coming off a hard-fought 85-84 loss at home against Texas Tech. Otega Owe led all starters with 14 points, and Rivaldo Soares with 19 off the bench. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be in action Wednesday night as they host Wichita State at the Reynolds Center. Tulsa is coming off an 85-83 victory at Rice on Saturday night. The Golden Hurricane shot 55% from the field as they were led by Jared Garcia, who had 13 points, 8 boards, and 5 blocks. That's the window roll of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. It's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We've had uh, six or seven already this morning. Thank you very much for that. 918-262-5072. I'd like some more, though, on the games yesterday. It turned out, I told my wife at the beginning of the day, we'd, we'd gone to have our lunch. And came home, and we're getting all ready and getting all set up. And I, I, and then I was, we hadn't really talked about who's going to win or not, or who we thought we're going to win. And as I've told you before, my wife's a hell of a football fan, man, a hell mm-hmm. of a sports fan overall, but a <clears throat> great football fan. And she'd been looking forward all weekend, right? We talked about it Saturday during our our drive arounds and that kind of stuff, and she's looking forward to it. And she asked me something, and I just off the cuff, without even thinking, <clears throat> as we were, I think she said something about. Oh, what the setup's going to be like in a couple of weeks for the Super Bowl? I said, well, it doesn't matter. It's going to be the Niners and Chiefs anyway. And mm. she said, really? And I said, I realized I hadn't said that before, kind of that matter-of-factly. And I'd been thinking about the games. And I thought Baltimore had a shot. And I thought <clears throat> the Lions had a shot. But I even deep inside myself didn't believe it. I think mm. that's what I'm trying to get to the point, is it just popped out of me. Yeah, it's going to be those two anyway. <laughs> I absolutely, completely... And my soul believed that going into the weekend. And it, was it at all a possibility that it was you trying to keep yourself from being hurt? <laughs> or was it, you know? No, because I didn't really have a dog in the hunt. I was yeah. pulling for the Lions. You know, well, I think the reason we got there is my wife kept telling me all weekend long, and she'll do this. She'll say something, and then she'll forget she said it, and she'll say like 30 other times. And I'll say, yeah, I remember because you told me before. No, I didn't. And then we start that, which I don't want to get into. Uh, but I do I do wish, and I bet she wishes too, we had that, let's check the replay, like the commercials, <laughs> you know. Let's look, let's look at the replay on that one. 
She'd said to me multiple times over the weekend, well, you know, the country wants Lamar and the Lions. The country wants Lamar and the Lions. Yes. She, there was a couple of, of um, poll questions up that were about that, and she kept looking at them. They were social media. And, and, and I see it. You know, people, I think a lot of people wanted Lamar to have a shot. You know, sure. he seemed so earnest and how much he wanted it and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, I think down deep in my soul, I realized Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to lose. And it, the Niners just looked like a better football team. Yeah, and they did. And Detroit's a really good team, and it was a great it was a great thing. And you know, Malcolm Rodriguez got an interception. God bless Malcolm. He got to play a good bit, right? Mm -hmm. And had a couple of tackles, and he had the interception. Now that ball was tipped, and it went to him. But I will say, he high pointed it. Mm, do you yeah, notice that? Yeah, yeah. He had to go up for it, and that was uh, what's pretty cool is that was part two. He intercepted Brock Purdy back in. 2019 or something yep. at OC versus Iowa State. So it's pretty cool to see that again. Yep. Uh, he high-pointed that thing, and he didn't yep. – He didn't. it was going to come to him anyway if he got – I mean, and he got there quick enough, but he did go up and get it, and then he made a decent little run afterwards, broke a tackle. Got him in within the 25, but there was a penalty, and it took it back. Uh, but anyway, I mean, all that was all cool. But I just I know at my core never believed the Lions would win, and I don't yeah. – I don't know. I guess I'm just, you know – you see enough football, you realize the 49ers were a better team. Now, they're flawed in places, too, but they're a better team. And so mm -hmm. I, I just kind of felt that uh, going in. But I, but I I did think that Brandon, Brandon Ayuk's cut, catch, it was not a great throw. He throws deep to Ayuk. Now, I understand why, and he said afterwards, look, I looked around, I got the matchup I wanted. He was one-on-one -on -one with Vildor, so I'm going to make that throw every time and give my guy a chance. And you, and you can think and, and say now, and we all can, look, that was a bad idea. But go back to Kansas City's first touchdown to Kelsey. If you see that, if you see that play from behind, and they showed it from the end zone view, Kelsey had not even started to turn when that ball was in the air. And you're yeah. looking low and outside, which is the only place he can put that for it to actually have an opportunity because he saw the defender on his inside shoulder. Now, there was no guarantee that Kelsey was going to turn the way he did. Because, honestly, if you look, had he turned the opposite way, he still was going to have a chance to catch the ball, but would have had his whole body there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I that there were a lot of things that just added up in that. A, that was a really good throw. Oh, yeah. We hear all the time about throwing guys open in the open field. He literally threw him open in the end zone. And so you think about that play, and, and now you go back to what Purdy threw. Okay, when Mahomes threw that ball and you saw where they the two players were, Kelsey and the defender, you thought there is no chance that's completed. No chance. But then you allow your guy to make a play, and that's what Mahomes did. Yeah. And that's what Purdy was trying to do. His throw, not quite as good, I at least in, in, in the eyes as you see it. Now, at the end of that, you don't know that Ayuk was not – maybe in the wrong spot or ran the route a little wide or whatever, and that Purdy thinks, okay, here's where it's going to go, and he just launches it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Vildor actually turns, and the ball bounced off his helmet. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, it, he should have just let it fall. He should have been able to just, like, let it fall right into his uh, chest almost, you know? Pretty and then, close. And oh. then it just was right off his face mask, I believe. Yeah, so. it was. It went right off his face mask and his helmet. One of the stories I read said it went off his chest. It didn't really. Mm -hmm. Bounced off his head <laughs> more than anything. But when he turned, he turned awkwardly. And now at that point, you would think, look, at base, at best, just knock this down. And Because yeah. you already know you're in an awkward position and maybe you can't get around to catch that. But Because he, he almost never even, I mean, he got his arms up, 
but it still went whacked. <laughs> it still whacked him in the face. And I, I realized there's a billion things going in your, through your head at that moment. And so the first thing you're thinking is not just knock this down. First things you're thinking is pick. Oh, yeah. But he didn't quite get around in time. And then it awkwardly bounces off his helmet. And then Ayuk makes the catch and then rolls into the end zone. And they have to, you know, say, okay, really, he didn't get in the end zone. And my and we both, my wife and I both said, okay, what's the rule on that? Because he's touching the defender as they're falling, but then he's not touching the defender as he makes the catch. So as he makes mm. the catch, he's he is he is possessing the ball after he'd contacted the player, which in my mind means he's free to run again. He makes the catch, he hits the ground, and he kind of rolls and scrambles into the end zone. Why wasn't that a touchdown? Well, didn't they count it as like a tackle technically with him getting kind of nicked in the knee as he was going down? Because they, they had another look at it where his hand like touched his knee as he was falling. Did it? Yeah. After he had the ball in his hands? Y- yes. Okay. And, and I- it was slowed down. But, but again, it's like <laughs> it was, I guess it was technically, you know, a tackle. You have to call it, but. Well, if you touched him, it's and, 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 and that's the thing is like it was it wasn't what's funny about it is it wasn't intentional. And again, I get that that's the right call, but that's what's kind of funny about it made it confusing because I had thought the same thing at first. Yeah, if I mean if he touched him, I'm good with it, but yeah. I didn't see that angle. Okay, uh, <clears throat> to be uh, <laughs> to be too honest, I had to visit the water closet, little little broadcasters room at that moment. There we go. <clears throat> so I, I didn't see the re- the angle of that, but and to me, it, that's a, it, it. It didn't yeah. matter because they scored, right? They were able to right. go score, so it, it really didn't matter. But that that catch. Had it not been, had Baltimore won their game, the batted ball up in the air that Lamar caught in full run and actually took away what would have been an interception and gained another, what, eight, nine yards on that might have been the play of the day. But that one was probably the play of the day. Off off the helmet, and then I had the forewithal, the wherewithal, the common sense, the awareness to make that catch. And uh, I have found some perfect audio for this. This is that play with a much-needed sound effect added to it. Here's Purdy with a lot of time. Steps into one. Watching deep, going for Brandon Ayuk. It is. Oh, he caught it off the ricochet. <laughs> that, that doink going off the face mask. <laughs> oh, God. Yep, 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 yep. I yep. need to share that one. That one, to me, you already felt things were changing. You already felt... The Niners were doing a better job defensively, and you already kind of felt things starting to turn a little bit, but that just opened a flood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It completely changed the momentum. It did. Like, just the the vibe in that uh, stadium. And that's when I wonder if the Lions didn't look around subconsciously and think, oh, here we go. It's happening. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. This is San Francisco. And, And at no time do you think Brock Purdy is Patrick Mahomes. At no time... Do you look right. at that and say it is inevitable? He's not Thanos. <laughs> like that's a great comparison. He's not Thanos like uh, like Mahomes is. But there's just something about these guys about whether it's Kittle yeah. or whether it's McCaffrey. It's, I mean, a, it's an ensemble, right? Yeah, well, McCaffrey kind of catches me as that way. Mm-hmm. Is like he's kind of inevitable. That cat is just going to be everywhere, and he's going to make plays. Yeah. And then I just felt it all start to change. You know, Frisco scores on five straight possessions in the second half. I told I told Christine. Down 17, I said, I just wouldn't want to be anywhere near Jeremy. 
<laughs> yeah, and nothing against you, Pop. God bless you. But man, I realized down seventeen, he had to be pacing, right. pounding the walls. Mm-hmm. He had to be throwing things at the television. I wonder if they lost a big screen yesterday <laughs> at the Poplin household. If you're in the house, Jeremy, come either nod yeah. your head yes or no. We'll come walk in and talk because I. Yeah. There might have been a point, you know, there might have been gunplay. I mean, <laughs> he is a serious Niners fan. Yeah, <laughs> Got to fix the drywall that TV, for, for this yes, week. That TV may have been completely assaulted. <laughs> and you know what? He's probably not the only one if you're a, oh, huge, yeah. if you're a huge Niners fan. Oh, goodness. And that's why we're going to miss football right there. Because, yeah, you can have these conversations about basketball. It just doesn't seem to be completely the yeah. same. 830 here on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. My TV's in you know just fine shape. I had to reboot it once because it was on its own mind. But uh, we're not sure about Jeremy's. We'll see if we can find out before the show's over. 918-262-5072 is our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. All right, when we come back, we're, we're in, hey, trust me, more football. But then... Texas is now hated in another city. <laughs> and this is so much fun. Uh, and also, uh, this one was I, it was interesting. Do you see what Giannis did over the weekend? Mm, what's that? Uh, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> this is really fun. Yeah. We'll get into that one, too. Plus, uh, yes, definitely, definitely more football. And who had the bigger pregame moment? The Chiefs throwing... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> throwing all the kicking stuff out of the way. I've been waiting for that one. Or Baltimore just being at home, <laughs> which was, for the first time since 1970-71 for a conference championship game, a really cool deal. They didn't win the day, but they might have won the pregame. It's 830, and this is the Blitz 1170. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Rich Eisen. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder lost in Detroit to the Pistons 120-104 yesterday, thanks in part to a 22-point and 21-rebound performance by Jalen Duran. For the Thunder, SGA led the team with 31 points. Jalen Williams added 20. The Thunder hosts the Timberwolves tonight. And former Oklahoma State quarterback Zach Robinson continues to climb the coaching ranks in the NFL. He's set to be the next offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. He's been at the Los Angeles Rams since 2019 and has been their passing game coordinator for the past two seasons. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Especially about these conference championship games, uh, Kansas City and San Francisco, what the United States didn't necessarily want but expects. As I said, I saw the tweet that said, live long enough and you'll be the villain. It had every state other than San Francisco pulling against the Chiefs. (laughs) And you know what? That might be true. Mahomes has become Brady. There is a whole lot of ABM, anybody but Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, there is. There's There's some of that. I. It, it's – look, I know he has a ton of fans. Brady did too, although, you know, at, at the end with Inflategate and many – or Deflategate and many of the things that went on, there were some detractors there as well. But everybody looks at Mahomes and goes, yeah, that dude's just the best guy out there. And he's – you know what? You might call Brady the GOAT, and maybe you do, but listen to these numbers. In their first six season as starters, Brady was seventy and twenty-four. Mahomes is seventy-two and twenty-two. Two game difference. Mm-hmm. 
Brady was 12 and 2 in the playoffs, Mahomes 14 and 3. Brady had 3 AFC titles, Mahomes has 4. Brady had 3 Super Bowl rings, Mahomes has 2. Brady's touchdown to interception radio 167 to 87. Mahomes 258 to 69. And their quarterback ratings, Brady 88.4, Mahomes 103.7. So from this first 6 years as starters, Mahomes is the better player. Yeah. Statistically. I uh You said statistically, which would you take? Your head coach today in their at that point, six years in, both have been starters for six years. Who do you take? It's it's tough for me. I'd <laughs> I'd probably want to take Mahomes, but I, I do think it's interesting to look at with their head to head schedule uh, in big games, especially. You know, the Brady has ousted him in conference championships before and in the Super Bowl on the year that you know, he was really he should have retired after that season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, first year with a brand new team in his later years, you know, he's 40 plus years old and beating prime Patrick Mahomes. So I think it's just interesting to look at that where it's like, I mean, I'd probably take Patrick Mahomes, I, I'd guess. But I mean, when you look at their head to head records, Tom Brady, that was one of his deals, finding a way to beat Mahomes in the in the prime years of that new age quarterback. Which no one else can do right now. Exactly. Not not consistently. And, I mean, think about look at Josh Allen over at Buffalo. Look at how big of a bugaboo the Chiefs have been for them. And that's always been the you know as right when you think the Bills are starting to get hot again, and they're in that range where when they kind of lose a few, they're getting right back to the top. The Chiefs come back. You make a point there that's really interesting, Josh Allen. Until yeah. yesterday, every team, every quarterback who had beaten Josh Allen in the playoffs lost the next week until yesterday (laughs) every single time it's an interesting stat isn't it yes Josh Allen wants over that hump there's no question and a lot of people went over that hump and now (laughs) now people went over the Brock Purdy hump That sounds about funny the, to even. About the new era. I know it sounds funny to even say. And you look over there and you'll go, and this happens all year. Well, that's really a team. That's not him, and that's true. Yeah, you but, could you could give you know, whatever quarterback those kind of weapons. Yes, and people are always going to say you can that, say that, even though I don't. But you no, I don't believe it either. You got to give the kid credit. He has not messed it up, and at times yeah. he's made really good throws. You know, and, and obviously he's a good player. He wouldn't be where he is. But you know, when, when you look at Mahomes doing it, they'll go, "Well, that's Patrick." You look at San Francisco doing it, well, that's the team. <laughs> it, and that's that's what people think. All right, yeah. I would take Mahomes, but I would take Mahomes in that head-to-head matchup because of his ability to do more than one thing. Now, I don't think I think Brady's mental ability to beat you, and that is mm-hmm. to I mean, and I think Mahomes has some of that too. It, it, there's some between the ear holes with both those cats. Yeah, it, it, much like Montana, if they took over or Elway, they took over late on a drive down three with the ball defensively tell me you didn't expect them to score. Mm. I mean, yes, all the 11 guys go in the huddle and you were going to fire, we're going to stop you. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust me, there's something in the back of those minds, I guarantee you. And Mahomes can do many more things. Now, when it comes to Brady's intellect and the way he he picked defenses apart and that ridiculous amount of film study and knowing where to throw to the ball, all those things, I would take all those things. But Mahomes can do more stuff. When it all falls apart, he can make things happen. When, you know, when he can scramble, he... I've never seen someone, and I don't know how this happens. I mean, the Chiefs have done a really good job of their offensive line. They got 
three holding calls. Because I said to Christine at one point, are they ever going to call for holding? I mean, mm-hmm. when he's gotten eight seconds to throw, somebody's holding. Mm-hmm. Right? And they almost never do. And there's some of that Jordan thing going on with him. I get that with Mahomes' team. But they did get three holding calls in a fairly quick succession there that you're like, all right, they're paying attention. But if for whatever reason, when he scrambles, it just seems like he creates more time in areas. You know, you'll see guys yeah. you know, close in. People don't do a good job of keeping him in the box, but he does a really good job of feeling that pressure moving up, moving out, moving away, sliding. He just creates more time. And if he creates time, somebody's going to get open. You know, the old Mike Leach thing. I don't want to talk about coverages. I don't want to talk about routes. <clears throat> you go get open and you throw it to him. <laughs> you know, and, and Coach Spurrier, Steve Spurrier Jr. at Tulsa, have to, has told us multiple times when we have your meetings with him because he'll start telling Mike Leach stories, which is always fun. And he'll say a quarterback with Mike Leach couldn't win. He'd come, a quarterback could come to the sidelines after an incompletion and say nobody was open. And Coach Leach would say, yeah, they were. Somebody was open. Mm-hmm. You can't have four or five guys in a pattern and nobody's open. Somebody was open. Find him and throw it to him. And, and that that's kind of the way Mahomes creates it when he moves. So I'd take him in that right. head-to-head matchup for that, knowing that, that at this point Brady is still the GOAT because Brady has yeah. that number of titles. But Mahomes is right on his tail. It isn't going to be that. I mean, he's going to. I'm not going to be surprised if he gets there and passes. As a matter of fact, one of the things he said yesterday when someone said, "Hey, you got a chance at number three? and he goes, "Yep, we're going to get number three, and then number four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. I mean, and you know, him saying that should scare the hell out of somebody. Well, because I mean, think about how many years he has left. Right, he's only been in the league six years. Yeah, how is that possible? Is he even thirty yet? It seems like he's been in the in the league. 40 years. It literally does. I mean, he should be George Blanda's age. You're going to have to Google that. But he should be George Blanda's age by now. He's 28. I know. That's <laughs> Yet he's played at this level this whole time. Goodness. It is frightening how good that is. Mm. And by the way, they opened an underdog, the Chiefs. Against the, uh, for the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Mm. They opened an underdog. Oh, let me see. What is the latest line? I got to go find that. I had it earlier. Uh, look it up, will you? Because uh, I had it earlier, and it was a one and a half points. It was a one and a half point Niners line earlier. They were giving the one and a half to KC. Yeah, here it says 49ers are a slight favorite. Yep. Two and a half point favorite. Oh, it went up to two now? Yeah. The early lines started to change 20 minutes after they were out. Because I think it was one. And yeah. it went up to one and a half. And I heard the guys before yeah. us, the two pros and Tuck and a cup of Joe say, jump on the early lines because this is going to change a lot. Yeah, they said uh, they were a one one point favorite Monday morning. Goes to one and a half. Uh, or Monday wait, now. Yeah, yeah. One that's and today, half. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's two and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's going to keep changing. Uh, but I'll ask you at 918-262-5072, Brady or Mahomes after their first six years, which one would you take? Because I think it's a really fascinating question between the two. But I do think that both of them are, are, you know, they're obviously as good as we'll ever have playing this game. And they showed, like, video yesterday uh, of the early 70-71 games they had there and the old Colts and Johnny Unitas. And they talked about George Blanda coming in and Earl Morrill and guys like that who, again, you're going to have to look up all those dudes. But that's back even when I was young watching football. At that And in 71, I was 13 years old. I mean, but I remember watching those games. And yep. those were the guys that were kind of stuck with me. And, and these guys they've just you know, that we're looking at now have just changed the game. They're just different. Uh, so we got that to do. We also, <clears throat> pardon me, I mentioned I want to get to this. It's going to be brief. but So Giannis uh, up in Milwaukee, we know how good he is, right? 
And we also know, I don't know if, if you've seen anything personally with him, he is very careful with his money. Giannis is not a guy who goes out and buys the gigantic chains and cars. And, you know, uh, he'll, he has, he doesn't, well, as a matter of fact, there was a video and it was him standing there and someone said, okay, describe the clothes you're wearing. Because my wife asked me the over the weekend, well, who has the most drip? And I went, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, in winter, we let the faucets drip. What do you, okay, this shows once again. She's got the lingo. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so it means. It means that you got style. You know, you got some, you got some fashion sense. If you how did that become meaning fashion sense? How, how did that start? Mm-hmm. Who one day went, you know what? That guy looks really good. He's got drip. And that was, <laughs> ended up being a compliment. Sounds cool. If you, like, I mean, plain and simple. Sounds cool, right? I have a drip, but it's in my nose and throat. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 that's not good. I mean, normally when things drip, that's not good. If you're outside mm-hmm. in the driveway and your car's dripping, that's not good. If you go to the doctor because you're dripping, that's not good. If your, you know, your hose outside or your, you know, your faucet outside is dripping, that's not good. Well, so how did we turn that into something that's good and mean something that is a compliment? My generation got tired of drip having a bad connotation to it. And you guys just, have a meeting, did just, you? Did I miss that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was finally, finally found it. something good for it. Yeah. So apparently that's what that means. Yes. Because she had a picture of Jordan Love walking in last weekend. And then it said, you look at your quarterback and think he has no drip until, or you look at the other quarterback and think he has no drip until you see yours. And Mm. it was Jordan Love walking in and he looked pretty average. And then it was Brock Purdy walking in and he looks like he's going to high school. (laughs) And he doesn't, and and he, you know, and he's, I mean, he, there was, he's not wearing chains. He's not wearing anything. He just walks in. You know, nowadays... Just, just wait for that new contract to kick in, and we'll start seeing a little bit of difference, right? Well, nowadays, when guys walk in, you get you get as much film of what is Mahomes wearing, what is Kelsey wearing, what is... Mm-hmm. And, you know, and NBA guys have been that way for a long time. Well, Giannis is not that guy. And in the video about Giannis, they ask him where his clothes were from, and, like, his shoes were from, like, a, you know, like a resale place. That guy, Giannis, Giannis, no, I mean, like, a Goodwill. Yeah, or the kind oh, of man. a thing, or or you know, they, so he went through this whole thing, and he was wearing you know forty bucks worth of clothes or something <laughs> along those lines, because apparently the young man doesn't like spending money. All right, mm-hmm. so on Saturday night, the uh, the <laughs> gee, I wonder who Jeremy. you're looking at. <laughs> Jeremy Poplin just walked to the door with a Niners flag wrapped around him. I'm surprised you're He's wearing anything it. other than the flag, quite honestly. As frightening as that is, I'm surprised. You, you, you probably got done trotting around the building. All right, did you destroy your television? Did you destroy your television? No, did no, not? he didn't. All right, yeah, All right good. It survived. I, I was asking how many TVs you went through because I didn't know if there was gunfire involved in your town 17. <laughs> Had to fix the drywall or anything like that. He's coming in. <laughs> Let, let me talk really, about you didn't this tear up bit. anything. You didn't put a hole in a wall. <laughs> Here, let me get get you up a little bit. First of all, it's Quita. There's always gunfire. Uh, so. <laughs> Was that, that Jeremy again? No, it's Bill. <laughs> There's Straight that. Straight out of Quita. No. Um, first half was something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was in my feels at that moment. You can laugh uh, about it for now. sure. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I can, I can laugh about it for sure. 
I, I, Christine said to me one, at one point, down 17, she goes, I wouldn't want to be at Jeremy's house. So even the wife knows. It was uh, tense I within been. the house. Mm. There, was a, there was a sense of, um, <laughs> Say the I least. think when I shot the six-year-old a look, like this is not the time for you to be making all of this about you. You know, and your little emotional outputs that you're doing right here, this is about me. This is about daddy. Mm-hmm. So go away. Yeah. <laughs> I, wondered, I wonder if Crystal, Crystal had a conversation. Lennox, honey, we need to leave daddy alone for about the next four hours and maybe the next couple of years. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> she was, she had a six-year-old day yesterday, which was, was not great for her, like emotionally and feels towards the end of the day. And my temperature just, I look like one of those cartoons where it just continued to rise and rise. And I was already getting sad. I was trying to keep myself from lashing out from what I was watching. So, <laughs> yeah, I was actually proud of myself at the end of the day. I was like, you know what? You held it together better than I thought you would. Okay, but I got to tell you, I mean, I, I think Iok's, you know, catch was huge. Obviously, Massive. Campbell's yes. decision was huge, too. Yep. But I felt an inevitability that the Niners would win. Were you feeling that at all no. somewhere down deep in your soul? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, as a matter of fact, I think you can go back and check Twitter. I was openly rooting for the Lions to score a touchdown <laughs> at the end of the first half so I could move on with my life. And they and I even had the thought, I'm like, they kicked a field goal, so that means I kind of have to stick around for the second half yeah, here right. uh, because they left the window open. Now, I didn't know that football Dan was going to make the decisions that he made mm-hmm. ultimately, which we all should have, but to me the big difference in that game is, which is why I – I think we should have seen a little bit more out of Lamar from this. Yep. Brock Purdy's mo- uh, mobility mm-hmm. saved their you-know-what in, in that second half. And that, w- that to me, was kind of the story of that game. That, and I think Spag- uh, pardon me, not, not Spagnola, but I think the, the Lions also, they, had, they changed up a little defensively. They were, you know, yep. the, the Frisco did. They shut down that running game, and there was never that adjustment there, yep. I thought. And I, I think that was a, a big deal. It, it just It's one of those things. Same thing happened. I mentioned Spagnola had done the same thing uh, in that earlier game, and he was able to kind of control things. Or pardon me, in that game he was able to kind of control things. So I, I, I thought that happened. I, I just love the journey of tweets for uh, – pop yeah and this. you know what i'm score, I'm score a way- touchdown here so i can actually move on with my life that's the one that you're referring <laughs> yeah. to uh i don't even know what to say i don't and and i'm way better than i used to be like back you can go check like the super bowl run in 12 mm-hmm. probably look at twitter i'm out of my mind probably even the one in 19 i'm out of my mind i try to stay completely <laughs> off because i value my mental health now more than yeah. i ever have before there are no tears because this was expected you don't spend mm. the amount of money that this team did, Mm-mm. right? It's Super Bowl or bust this year. Way different feeling this year compared to what it was in 12 because that was so unexpected. Or are um, you now a really big fan of Steve Wilkes? Uh, I have no, I have not crossed over yet. I have, um, I've had issues with him in the past and the way I feel about the way that he calls games and still have a few to this day. They only allowed 34 rushing yards. He made some I good know. adjustments. I know he did. Uh, I wish that he would make those adjustments earlier on in games, and that's been a consistent theme. I think that his um, stubbornness to not adapt to what's happening in the middle of the game sometimes uh, costs him. And, that, and I'm glad. Like, Greg Olson was great yesterday. They brought up the stat about how when he was in Carolina, they played, I think, zone 86% of the time mm-hmm. against uh, Detroit. 
and that's just not the way that you that teams have had the majority of success against yeah. them. And they have the ability to to go, man. He is just so stubborn sometimes with what he does. But who am, who who am I? I mean, they're in the Super Bowl for crying out loud. Well, he mm-hmm. made he made he made some second half adjustments he that helped 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 yesterday because they ran for a bunch of yards the first half, thirty four in the second. All right, we got to take a quick break here. I'll play you that Giannis thing for you in a second because it really is funny. Coming back, we'll close it up on the blitz. It's a beautiful morning. <laughs> The Blitz 1170, your new home for Dan Patrick. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tomorrow night, the Oklahoma State Cowboys will be at Allen Fieldhouse to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. The Cowboys are coming off of their first conference victory on Saturday as they beat the West Virginia Mountaineers 70-66. to True freshman big Brandon Garrison had 20 points. Transfer guard Javon Small had a double-double, 15 points and 12 rebounds. The Oklahoma Sooners are also making a trip to the Sunflower State. They'll be in Manhattan to take on Kansas State. The Sooners are coming off a hard-fought 85-84 loss at home against Texas Tech. Otega Owe led all starters with 14 points. Rivaldo soars the 19 off the bench. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be in action Wednesday night as they host Wichita State at the Reynolds Center. Tulsa coming off an 85-83 victory at Rice on Saturday night. The Golden Hurricanes shot 55. Golden Hurricane shot 55% from the field as they were led by Jared Garcia, who had 13 points, eight boards, and five blocks. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa to Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. If it's every, actually, I'm looking at seven or eight of those. Thank you very much for that this morning. 918-262-5072. Our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. And it's always important that you do that very thing. All right. Uh, Brock, uh, Brock Purdy, I'm going to talk about him and his numbers against Mahomes here in a moment. First of all, that, of course, over there is Bryce Hall. I am Rick Corey, and I said I wanted to get you what Giannis did. So over the weekend, NBA, Giannis, great player, Milwaukee. They are just thumping, I think it was New Orleans. can't remember mm-hmm. who. Eh, I think. Anyway, they're thumping somebody. And one of the, one of the um, <clears throat> I think it was Pelicans, steps to the free throw line to shoot free throws. Now they have a promotion there that if, you, if another player misses two free throws, everybody in the arena gets wings. <laughs> and they put up a QR code on the big scoreboard, and you scan the QR code. Well, listen up to the play-by-play guys. He wants to get the QR. Here we go. Oh, speaking of wings. Oh, everybody gets wings. Free wings from Wingstop. <laughs> I think Craig made that happen. I think... Uh, so Giannis went over there's a young lady behind the bench who apparently holds his phone for him he grabbed his phone from her he walked back out on the court he scanned the QR code on the scoreboard <laughs> and he ran back over and handed the girl his phone Giannis wanted the free wings and you said that he's not pretty hesitant on spending money. What? Mm-hmm. Mm, wow. <laughs> the <laughs> totally dude wanted the free wings. I love him even more. He wants the free wings, don't we all? I was really craving wings yesterday. I didn't get them. I got wings up last night. You did? So it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted really good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll get you this number tomorrow. Mah- Mahomes or Purdy this year? Numbers? What do you think? 
I'll tell you tomorrow, and we'll be back again for another edition of the, the Morning Blitz. It'll be Tuesday. Thank you very much for Bryce and for Rick here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Coming up, it's the show with Pop and Colby 3-6. to 6. Coming up next, Dan Patrick, followed by Rich Eisen here on a Monday on the Blitz.